Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Current old fence was, was eight foot. Eight feet. And <laughs> this section was six foot. It looks stupid. Yeah, it looks. I understand that now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, I was like, oh, what a beautiful new fit. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How are you today? Just lovely. This is episode 63. Perfect. And it is going to be Don't Be A. Don't Be A. So many things. Oh my God, the list got really long. And then we're going to do a two-parter uh-huh. next week with how to deal with a yeah, so fill in the blank. Don't worry. We're not just going to call them out today. <laughs> next week, we'll tell you how to not be it and how to deal with it. Yeah. Today, we're going to focus on yourself. We're going to have some personal reflection. Right. And talk about maybe also people will just nod along and be like, oh, right. I hate when agents do that. This and that. That thing. That That thing. And like always, we want to be the agents that other agents and the public want to work with. Yeah. So if you don't do these things, it will make you that much more easy to work with and likable. Yes. But we know that there are people out there that do these things. Oh my gosh. So so many of them. How do you deal with those when it's not you? Right. It's them. So that'll be next week. That'll be next week. So don't worry about that. Um, I also want to say that we're not saying we don't do these things, right? <laughs> we're always trying to get better and be a work in progress, but most of these things I don't feel like I do. No, most of them I don't either, but there are certainly things that... And maybe on a bad day you do them and on a yes. good day you don't. Yes, you know, like it's easy to get lazy and drop the ball on attention to details yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, so great. Okay, I... so let's just start with one. Okay. You look nervous. <laughs> I thought I would start off. You want to tell the story first? Sure. Go for it. I'll start off this lovely Monday by (laughs) humbling myself (laughs) and sharing a a fail I recently had. Let's hear it. Uh, The PowerPoint version of the story. (laughs) The short version. To be fair, I've heard the long version. So we're going to get the quickie. (laughs) Is that I had some buyers under contract on a house. Mm -hmm. Um, An old house with an old fence. But... Mm -hmm you know, the yard was in fact fenced. Uh, In this old house, the fence connected to the neighbor's shed. Okay. And then the remaining of what was keeping the yard fenced was the side of the shed. Right. So they, they had yard that actually belonged to the neighbor. Yeah. And the neighbor was fine with that. Right. However. So there was a three foot piece that mm-hmm. connected the fence to the neighbor's shed. This is not unusual in older yeah. houses. Right. It's just part of part of these older houses. Yeah, right? and when the neighbors were friendly, you know, they don't really care. Yeah, they didn't care. So the neighbor came to the sellers, not my clients, but the sellers, okay. and said, hey, eventually I'm going to be painting my shed. 
So we're going to have to remove this three-piece foot of fence mm -hmm. so that I can access that side of my shed. Right, to paint. To paint. And the seller said, no problem. It's yours anyway. Right. So do you know when you're going to do this because we're selling the house? And he was like, I don't know. It may be a few months. It may be right. later this year. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. So the sellers being nice people... Even though I don't know that they even had to tell us anything because it's not anything that involves. No, because you already knew that part of the yard didn't belong to yeah. you. Yeah, that that was their shed. And that fence belonged to the neighbor, not mm -hmm. you. Right. But Correct. I think it was. It, it was a nice thing to just say, yeah. hey, we want to let you know the neighbor told us he will eventually want to have access to his side of the shed. So they're going to remove the fence. Right. And honestly, that was nice for the listing agent to share with you because. I don't think he had to. I don't think he had to either. Okay. So anyway, he called me and said, so if they remove this three feet, three feet piece of fence, uh -huh. um, the yard will technically not be fenced anymore. Right. Because there'll be a section where you could get out. Yes. If you so were the a, only a... way to make the yard fully fenced mm -hmm. is to continue the fence an additional 40 feet alongside the shed to connect to the back fence. Right. So I called my client. I told my client, hey, this is happening. She said, well, you know, we just got a new puppy. So right. a fence is really important to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, perfect. And, you know, I'm always the preacher of the allowance. Mm -hmm. So I said, let's just ask for an allowance yeah. and um, get this handled. So we got quotes and we came to an agreement of $1,500 okay. for the fence. Right. Um, everybody was good to go. The listing agent called me the next day and said, hey, one of the fence guys I had given an estimate called me and said, I can do the fence today for $1,000 if you want to just go ahead and get the fence done. He had an opening. He had an opening. Okay. I knew having a fenced-in yard was important to my client. Right. Even though I'm a big preacher of take the money and don't let other people do things. Which we reinforced. I Let's know. keep going. I strayed. Mm -hmm. I strayed from what I knew was best because I cared about her puppy. Right. I was like, she needs a fence for her puppy. Right. You're like, I don't want you to have to do it if this guy's willing to do it yeah, today. Yeah, willing to do it. So I called her and I said, hey. And she said, well, will the yard be fully fenced? I said, yes, the yard will be fully. I said, I will double check. But right. yes, it fenced. will be fully fenced. I said, I will double check on that and let you know. Mm -hmm. This is where I kind of dropped the ball. So I called the listing agent and said, Will the yard be fully fenced if you do this? And he said, yes. I said, then yes. Please they, do it. Please yeah. do it. We'd rather have the problem solved. Yes. Than have to deal with it later. Correct. Okay. That was the only thing I checked on. And right. I told him to just proceed. Yeah. At the end of the day, I texted my clients a picture. Yeah. And y'all, I am not like, there are agents in my office who will have a flyer made 55 times. You're not super visual. Mm -mm. In that you're getting bogged down on tiny details. Right. I think that's how I would describe that. Yes. I think that you're good. Like you can go into a house and tell someone how to stage it. Yeah. But you're not like into the minutia. Uh, yes. Like I, when I got this picture of the completed fit. You were excited. I was excited. I was happy. I sent it to my clients with you, like You happy, were like problem solved. Happy clapping emojis, letting <laughs> them know that their puppy would be safe. Um, They pointed out that it was not the same height right, so as the, the fence it connected the to. The current old fence was, was eight foot. Eight feet. New and fence this section was six foot. It looks stupid. Yeah, it looked. I understand that now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, I was like, oh, what a beautiful new fence. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
My clients were not pleased that the fence did not match the old fence and they wanted the money. Yeah. And they were like, now we want the money. We want the money. But the seller now has paid. But the the seller has already paid. So now the money's. So I had to do a very sad thing I don't like to do. And I had to call the listing agent and tell him, look, we, you didn't verify and I didn't verify and none of us verified that the fence would match. Right. So now we have a problem. Yeah. Your seller originally offered 1500 Right. They paid 1000 for the fence. Would they be willing to give $500? Yeah. He was like, you're going to make me call my clients and ask this question. And I was like, yes, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. sorry. I, I hate to. that I'm having to do this to you. Anyway, they begrudgingly said yes. Very kind people. Yeah. And I, Alyssa Jenkins, paid $1,000. And learned a valuable lesson. But here's the thing, too. <laughs> When I presented that to my client and let her know, like, hey, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have had a better eye for detail and asked more questions. Right. I did not. The seller's giving $500. i will give 1000 But she brought up a good point that, well, that, that would be great, except now we also have to pay someone to remove this fence. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, crap. So I threw in... Another um, another couple hundred bucks for the on top demo. of a thousand for the demo, so she could have fifteen hundred dollars. But anyway, all of this to say, right? I did not have a good eye for detail in this situation. Right. I didn't verify. I strayed from what I know is the right thing to do, right. which is money over work. Always. I just had you know a poor judgment moment. Yeah. And to be honest, the day that all this was happening. We had so much going on. We were recording. My phone was ringing. I had like closings happening. Right. And I just didn't follow up properly. So and I wrote so this, I lost money. You Right. You lost. You paid. You I paid, paid the price. I paid the price. You paid the price. So I had don't, don't, don't be a, like, don't forget to cover your bases. Yeah. That's what we're going to call that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you learn the hard way and sometimes you knew you just strayed from what you normally do. Right. You thought, oh, this is easy. And you know. I guess the good thing to point out in the story is that every situation is different. Yes. That which worked on the last transaction may not necessarily work on this one. And every client is different. So they may take it differently. Right. But um, I guess the point is you don't want to be a detail overlooker. And I, yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of details that can be overlooked. Especially in any kind of repair. Yes. That's, I get nervous about repairs. While we're on that, I mean, mm-hmm. we could just discuss, um, I'm just going to give you some real life examples today. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Um, I am a, I'm a big advocate of keeping the repair request simple. Yeah. Like when you're the agent and right. keeping it to the things that are super important. Totally. But, you know, every now and then you come across an old house. I yeah. had one recently. It was a super old pier and beam house. Mm-hmm. And the list was of repairs needed was long, but they were fair and justified. Yeah. And we left off a lot of things that, right. you know, could have been asked for because we were asking for bigger things. Um. So, for example, under for the electrician to do, there was like six things. Mm-hmm. Under the AC guy, there was three items. Okay. The agent sent me the electrical receipt. Right. And I saw that it was from a reputable company and I said, thank you. And I forwarded it to my client. Right. Without reading it. Checking it. Okay. Well, five of the six things were on the receipt. Right. Where was the sixth thing? And my client caught it 
and I did not. Right. And she was like, Alyssa, we asked for them to do this. Right. And it's not on the receipt. Yeah. What are we going to do? Who dropped the ball? And I panicked. Right. And I called the listing agent and I said, hey, this item is not on the electrical yeah. receipt. And he said, oh, actually, that item um, was ended up being something that the AC guy would okay. do. So the AC company did it. So it's on the AC receipt. Which he'd already sent you. Which he had already sent me. So you're and like, I also, yes. You're like, I didn't read. I'm just like, I'm failing with these details like the last two weeks. Okay. Well, um, I think that's okay. But I, I want to share these. <laughs> I'm learning from them. <laughs> that's okay. And sometimes pregnancy brain is real. I know. <laughs> so let's true. let's give. But you know what I wrote on here? Um, don't beat yourself up. Okay. Like, don't be a punching bag. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, don't also get walked all over. So, like, you know, if your if your clients are not taking things well, if the other agent is not handling it well, don't don't be those people either. Right. Like you've got to don't be so hard on yourself. Define Give yourself balance. grace. But you also don't want to forget to cover your bases. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't neglect the details. Right. So don't do those things. Don't take it so hard. You know what you've learned. Mm -hmm. Move on from it. You're fine. Yes. And I am learning from it. And it, you know, but it's just a reminder that you do have to check all these things. Yeah. With each passing day <laughs> and transaction, I am more and more on board for the allowance. Mm -hmm. If you can make that work. Because I know. It, the, the, it's the fine details in a repair or something they've requested you to do that can get really messed up. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to just, we're going to quickly say this one. Um, don't be unprofessional. Okay. We have lots of episodes about don't be unprofessional. When we were making this list today, um, that came up, like, don't be an iPhone picture taker. Yes. <laughs> like use your professional photography, but that's just all in general. Um, don't be unprofessional. Mm -hmm. And we have a whole episode about the three P's of professionalism. Mm -hmm. So you can go back and hear those. Um, do you want to hit another one? What do you have on your I like, uh, yeah. I like to don't be negligent. There were so many things that could fall under negligence. And that could yeah. be not checking receipts properly. Mm -hmm. That could be not asking the right questions um, before leaving, committing to something. Right, leaving a door unlocked when you're showing. Yes. Um, uh, the other one I liked with don't be negligent is don't send an offer w with a buyer you do not know is pre-approved. Right. That is negligence. It is negligent. It's wasting yeah your time, the other agent's time, your buyer's time, your seller's time. That's that's a lot of people to be wasting their time. You know, you shouldn't be showing houses, no. let alone writing offers no. if they're not pre-approved. Right. It is negligence. Yeah. So yeah, you I have think... to you have to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. And I think negligence probably also falls in the don't forget to cover your bases. Mm -hmm. um, but don't forget to check your MLS. Make sure you've got everything in there. Don't forget to upload your documents. Um, like don't don't speed through these things. Yes. And that is where I think we get in the most trouble is that we get really busy. Yeah. And we uh -huh. email an agent a question mm -hmm. when everything that you would need to know, like when an agent is like, hey, what's the annual flood insurance on yeah. this property? And I say, yeah, hey, it's actually in MLS. Yeah. So be, you know, before you email an agent a question, check and check. make sure that you're not being repetitive. Yes. Don't, don't be that agent that that makes other people work when they don't need to. Right. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just don't. Um, I liked, um, okay. The original request for this episode came from Summer, our friend. 
And she said um, she wanted to talk about things that people do that she wished that agents wouldn't do. Like, don't be a feedback ghost. Yeah. Do you know what a feedback ghost is, people? Yes. When you show a house. You got to tell them. As an agent, other agents will love you. Yeah. Because you leave good feedback. It just goes back to professionalism. Mm -hmm. Don't don't be a feedback ghost. Don't be a deal killer. Let's dive into this one. Okay. Um, Don't be a deal killer. How are ways that, and don't, don't. Fool yourself. You can kill a deal. Oh, you can kill a deal before it starts. Mm -hmm. You can kill a deal midway. You can kill it right before closing. You can be responsible for that. Um, I think one of the notes that we read in a group, one of the Facebook groups was that, you know, negotiating over 500 to a thousand dollars and being hard headed, your negotiation style is probably the number one way you can kill a deal. Right. I would think Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like, and I know I've said this before. It's not adversarial to me. I'm not trying to win a negotiation. I'm mm-hmm. trying to sell a house. Right. I don't care who wins. Like, I don't care if the seller got the last word and I'm the buyer's agent. I don't care if I got the last, like, it doesn't matter to me who got the last word. And worrying about that in your negotiation will sometimes kill a deal. And I think sometimes it's not, it's, yeah, it's not just your style of negotiating that could kill a deal. But it could also just be your lack of running the transaction. Mm-hmm. If your client is like, I want to ask for these 25 things on the repair request. Right. You have to be the voice of reason and confidence that yeah. says, listen, this yes. is why we aren't asking for th- those things. And that is why I'm a big proponent of drafting the repair requests for your clients and not giving them the reins to be a free for all yeah. of what they want to do. Because you need to manage it and say, hey. These are the items that we should ask for. Right. Um, if, if there's anything that was really important to you, let me know. And if they say, well, what about these 25 things? Because if they, if, if they said, hey, we want to ask for these 25 items on the repair request. And you say, okay, you're not educating them. They don't even nope. understand no. that this deal is no. about to fall through. No. That the seller is not going to do all these. And then there's the no. prize and then they cancel. Well, and they come from a place of stress mm-hmm. and unhappiness and they might, they might ditch you. Right. They might cancel and then they might say, I didn't like how you handled that. And I just, um, from you saying that made me think also don't, don't be a pushover from your, for your clients. So mm-hmm. when you've got your boundaries, tell them why don't just mm-hmm. be hard headed about it, but like. No, we have to have a pre-approval because of blah, blah, blah. Right. No, we're not going to ask for 38 repairs because of mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, don't don't let your client. No, we're not going to overprice your listing. Right. Because of blah, blah, blah. Like, have some data, have some examples, have some real life stories, but don't be a pushover and don't right. just do what your your clients are the boss of you in one way and totally not the boss of you in another. Yeah. They don't know how real estate works. They, you're, you're employed by them, but you're not ruled by them. Sure. So you gotta, you gotta have those boundaries. You can't, you can't be a pushover in that operation. And in that, in that category, we have, don't be a Pop-Tart agent. The agent Mm -hmm. that just, Mm -hmm. Hey, can we see this house right now? Pop up and go, Hey, we want to go do this, do that. Are you treating it like a profession and saying, Oh, most, most houses require notice for appointments. Do you have a pre-approval letter? Mm -hmm. Um, oh, I have under that, um, don't be a pop tart. Don't be a yes man. Okay. <laughs> and, and don't be unsafe. Like, right. These are safety. safety issues. So being a pop tart isn't just about you having boundaries and keeping your schedule, like not crazy. It's about you being safe and having safety procedures. But I want to put in a side note here. I don't know if you've seen these because I've seen several of them. 
you know, realtors are now making reels on Instagram, like the little TikToky video, right? Okay. Like the little reels. Well, these realtors are doing the videos that are um, like, it'll say a uh, client calls for showing in 10 minutes and they're like running on the treadmill and then they flip their hair over. And when they flip their hair back, they're in their work clothes. Oh yeah. And every time I see one, all I can think is pop tart agent, pop tart agent. Like I can't, they're cute. And I like, it's funny. And I think it's a great reel for that. But at the same time, I'm like, that's just telling the public I'm ready at the drop of a hat. And that's how they're going to do it for the next showing. Right. Oh, well, you can't go in 10 minutes. I don't understand. You just made a like it's a funny reel. Right. So I understand the the funny part of it. But the ramifications are the public sees that and again thinks you are at their beck and call. Right. right. So don't don't be a pop tart. Don't be unsafe. Don't be a yes man. Don't be a pushover. These are mm-hmm. all this is all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next? Um, under negligence, and I know we already passed inspections, but just like making sure, um, that you're attending the home inspection with your clients. Yeah. Um, I think that not doing that and just letting the clients be with the home inspector is negligent. Agree. I think you need to be there to explain the process to them and answer the questions they have. So they're not asking the home inspector. Yep questions about the process that, you know, you as the realtor should be answering. I know that there are a lot of agents that are, you know, they believe that going to a home inspection is not an income producing activity. Right. I mean, they could use your method and say, I'll be on the computer for the first hour. Like you're still physically there, but you could still do your income producing activities. Exactly. And also um, like doing things verbally. Yeah. Oh, that's, t- that's negligent. That Are is a hundred percent negligence. Yeah. Um, it, it, everything needs to be in writing. You cannot be surprised or upset or have anyone to blame yeah, except yourself. I actually, if a deal falls no, through. I had that recently and I have it all the time. You, I submitted an offer for a buyer. Mm-hmm. The, um, it was l- later on a Friday or actually it was on a Saturday. The agent responded with, well, here's the seller's verbal response. I'm busy right now. I can't write it up. And I'm like, I understand, you know, thank you for the verbal response. But when I told my buyer, I said, Hey, this means nothing, nothing like we can use it as a method to go back and forth for a hot minute. But if they get another offer, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a binding offer. Even if you said yes to the verbal response, they could Mm -hmm. change their mind tomorrow. And it kind of goes to attention to details, not being lazy. I had a client, um, I had a situation one time where it was my listing and these listing agents said, Hey, do the buyers want the outside mounted TV? Yeah. And, um, I asked the listing agent and I meant the buyer's agent and they never got back to me. Right. And so my sellers took the TV. Right. Like you didn't tell you me. You didn't tell me. So I just, you know, they, they have to it. take it. Yes. Right. So things like that, even if they would have said yes, I would have said, let's do an addendum. Yeah. Like keep it. I know it takes an extra four minutes. got to do it. To put things in writing. Oh, you got to do it. keep things legal. But, you know, you just don't want to be a slop. Don't be sloppy with your paperwork. Thank you. And because you don't want to end up buying a TV at the end Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, being yelled at or having unhappy clients. Again, that just means you're going to have to do more work to get new clients if you're not keeping these happy. 
Hello friends, we are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are there. actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna, love gonna it. change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy all right i've got a really good one okay um don't be a slow responder oh yeah and i'm gonna pair this up with something else called don't be impatient so as the agent as an agent, and we're coming at this, not you should not be a slow responder to your clients, but that's not what I'm talking about. Don't be a slow responder when another agent is sending you an offer, asking you a question, um, reaching out to you for feedback. Don't be a slow responder. Mm -hmm. You've got to like respond to the message, read your emails at least once a day, like within yeah. a 24 hour period, you need to respond. But don't be impatient to me is also, don't be the agent who's requesting a repair request five minutes after the inspection is over. Like, don't be the agent. Like, who if wants you're the listing agent yeah. and you're texting the buyer's agent, like, "Hey, how'd it go? How'd hey, it go? Did that did that appraisal come back yet?" I'm like, "They the appraiser went out this morning." Like, right. no, yeah. it surely did not. And yeah. you're now making work for me that I don't need to do. So you got to have a level of patience as the requester, yes, and a level of speed and urgency as the provider of the information. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can work together as a team. Everyone be a little more patient yeah. with their requests mm -hmm. and everyone be a little more speedy with their responses. Sure. I think that's a good partnership. I like it. Okay. The agents that say, um, oh, will you text me after you email me? I like do. Look, I know. And you're not a texter. I never do this unless when I was just out of town, I had a client who was going to be sending me some floor plans by email. And I said, I need you to text me sure. when you send the email, because I'm not reading my email all day today. I'm mm -hmm. reading it once. I'm, I have a transaction right now with someone who never checks their email <laughs> and has to receive a text to, to check their email. Like a, like a prompt. Yes. They have to be prompted no to No matter read what email. the email is. That's no. Yeah. That's bad. a hard no. You've got to read them. Don't do that. Okay. Please don't do that. Um, all right. How about don't be a complainer. Mm. Realtors have a tendency, especially to each other, to complain. Complain about their clients. Complain about the process. Complain about if the I busyness or the slowness. more thing about why can't agents leave feedback? Yeah. Well, yes, we know it's annoying, but, yeah, but it's you, not going to change them. Talk about beating it's a dead horse. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what audience are you talking to? Right. We've told you to leave the feedback. We know it's annoying. I, but, like, just... 
don't complain so much. So I think, you know how sometimes like when girlfriends get together and then it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just easy to like mm-hmm. one person says one thing and then you chime in and then you chime in. Yeah. Like, for example, even in our local realtor group, you know, where it's just yeah. like our board's thousands of agents. Right. Anytime I see <laughs> a new agent from my company oh God. say something like that like, or say, Hey guys, can't we all just get along and blah, blah, blah. I'm they're like, always like, mm-hmm. I will text them immediately or call them immediately and be like, Hey, don't no, be that don't, person. Don't be that person. It makes me embarrassed for you. It makes me embarrassed for our company. We How do they respond to that? They're, they, they go delete it. Yeah. I'll call them out. You're I'm like, like, no, we, we we're not going to be those people. I just tell them like, if you want to make a difference, sign up to serve at the board, right. join a committee. Join the professional committee. Right. Join the right. education committee. Yeah. Do something. Oh my God. Don't use because then every agent from every company sees that. And it does attract negativity and it does well, attract. Well, it breeds the, more of that. It breeds like more. sometimes I don't even want to be in that group. I know. Because it gets kind of negative. It is great to have peers to commiserate with to help mm-hmm. you get through a tough situation or to deal with. But if your default is to see another agent and start moaning and complaining about yep. whatever it is, it might be a good idea to take a vacation, a day yeah. off, or think about maybe leaving the business right. because that can't be a healthy way to live your life. Mm-mm. I don't want to complain all day, every day. I don't mind. Like if you're having a hard time with something and we can talk through it and look for solutions, yeah. that is different than complaining. Right. Complaining is just being fussy for the sake of being fussy. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to change anything. No. And it just makes you miserable and you get more of what you talk about. Mm-hmm. So if you want to only talk about the bad stuff, you're only going to get the bad stuff. Right. I think when you talk about what you love about your job, what you love about your day, what talk about the great client you just had, not the bad one. Mm-hmm. So don't be a complainer. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, one of the ones we had was don't just be a door opener. Oh, so like when your clients do want to look at houses, Mm -hmm. are you acting as a professional? Are you prepared? Do you know that? Did you research the house? Did you do the research? Um, yeah. Don't just be a, don't, don't just be a statue. Show our value here. Yeah. So when they're like, how old is the roof? How long has it been on the market? What are the comps in the subdivision? You should know. I, uh, don't be unprepared. I think that would be, yeah, that would be really good. You must be prepared. Just showing a house is not about you opening the door. It is answering the questions, being like thoughtful and detail oriented when you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at the rooms? Did you open the closets? Mm -hmm. Are you looking at the ceilings? Are you noting what might be wrong with this house? These people don't do this every day. Right. What are you noticing about the house? I, my favorite, one of my favorite things to do on a showing, especially with new clients, is point out something that may be wrong or yeah. need addressing. Mm-hmm. It will immediately build trust with them mm-hmm. and that they see you're not just trying to sell, I'm doing my air quotes, sell them something. I don't care if you buy this house. I don't care if you buy the next one. Maybe in 30, I'm going to care. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a good 10 before I'm like <laughs> going to be annoying. You need to be able to provide your value and that your value is knowledge. Sure. Your value is not unlocking the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like that. And I think being unprepared could be like, don't be an agent that just goes into a listing appointment and says, the house looks great. Yeah. You don't need to do a thing and stick your sign in the yard. Right. Because you should have looked at the photos of all the other houses in the neighborhood that sold recently and see what they look like. Right. I had a situation recently where I told the, at, my, at the listing um, mm-hmm. interview, 
I said, I really think we're going to need to address these windows. Right. The seals are broken. They're fogged. It's going to come up. And she was like, only four of the wind." I said, I'm just telling you, it's going to be an issue. Right. And um, I also recommended painting the front porch stucco because okay. it was hairline cracks. Right. But it was covered and it wasn't really an issue, but it was just, I said, I'm just telling you an inspector. Right. Is going to have to say something. Yeah. So anyway, she did paint the stucco okay. but she did not do anything with the windows and it came up during the home inspection but she actually was like I'm glad that you have prepared me for that right or else she would have been right surprised so don't, don't just go in there yeah. and you know say yes everything is wonderful yep. it's good to do your homework and to yeah. And the same thing, even showing houses or even an open house. Don't be hosting an open house yeah. and not know the information about you, the property. You should know. You should have yeah. walked through the house if it's not your listing. Right. You should know how many square feet it is. You have to know. Mm -hmm. Look like you have some knowledge. Right. Okay. And, and even just like the subdivision you're in, how yeah. many others are for sale. I can't imagine going to an open house and not bringing a CMA with me. Oh, no. For the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, when they started to ask, what about that house on the corner? You'd be like, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's pending. Well, right here, look at my chart. Right. Like, I've got it right here. So speaking of open houses, don't be a client stealer. Oh, my God. That's a great one. When they say, when you say, did you have someone that was helping you in your house search? And they say, yes, Katie's helping me. Let say, it go. Awesome. I, Wonderful. I love She's Katie. amazing. And you know what? If you do know that person or know of them, it wouldn't be bad to text them and say, yeah, hey, just want to let you know your clients came through my open house. Right. They seemed like they liked it. Yeah. I love when I get those texts from other agents. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you don't want to feel like you've always got to be you know, watching your back right, and waiting for someone to stab you in the back and right. waiting for someone to do like, so you don't have to be so stressed out about this if everyone would just agree to not do that. Right. Um, also, people, I'm going to give you a quick reminder. You don't go behind the sign. If you don't know what that means, you can't go to a currently listed property and try and solicit their listing. Like, oh, I could do it better. I, right. you know, and Doing it the day it expires is allowed, although I have my opinions on this. Um, it's it's okay. And look, there are some listings that I have desperately wanted to be like, I know what you need to do. I know. I can help you. I can help you. And I feel so bad that your house is just sitting on the market and going down and down and down in price. And especially if it's in my own neighborhood that I live in where it affects my property value, I'm like, ah, yeah. I just want to help you, please. Mm -hmm. But you can't. No. Because it's not your client. Right. And it's not appropriate and it's unethical and unprofessional. And it's just no, a big, big fat no. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have one. Okay. I have another pair. Okay. Don't be a secret agent. Okay. Um, so, y'all, I don't, you don't have to plaster it on your forehead. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you to wear a name tag to the grocery, but. You have to say that you're a realtor, mm -hmm. especially on your social media. Yes. And when you see people in public at school or wherever and they ask you what you do, tell them proudly. I know this is a common one, especially for new agents that just don't have the confidence to say, I'm a realtor. What right. do you do? Because maybe they're afraid to answer the follow-up questions. How's yeah. the market? Right. Tell me how to sell my house. Where are the best houses that are new? Whatever it is. It's a mindset thing. It's totally a mindset thing. But don't do that. Right. Don't be a secret agent. And here's what I'm going to pair it with. You're going to like this. 
don't be a quitter. Mm -hmm. If no one knows you're a realtor, then you're going to have a tough time and you might end up feeling like you want to quit. But I'm telling you, don't quit. Step one, stop being a secret agent. What do we say? You have to give it at least three years. You have to try. And and this is what I wrote under don't be a quitter. Try things and give them time to work. You can't. Oh, you know what else pairs with this? Don't chase shiny things. Such as? Um, I Today I need to send postcards to a neighborhood. Tomorrow I need to... Um, buy some Zillow leads. That didn't work. Tomorrow, I'm going to try a different lead generation service. Tomorrow, yes. I'm going to call this Expired. This CRM is going to make me successful. Oh, this coach uh, right. is going to make me successful. Wait, there's a new newsletter service. I can get newsletters to my database. Like, here's the thing, friends. Do not chase the shiny things and quit the things that you were working on. So <laughs> stick with something for three months. I sure. really, at least programs, ideally six months. If you're trying something like a geo farm or even social media, y'all, and even using them to their full potential, please find out the features, work it through all the way through. And then you can change that item. So you can quit a practice mm-hmm. and then try something else, but don't just jump from one to one because you're like, this isn't working. This isn't working. You right. have to have some pa- Again, don't be impatient. Mm-hmm. You gotta have some patience. These all work hand in hand. You gotta give these things time. But I'm telling you, don't quit. I don't want them to quit. Don't quit real estate. Don't quit yeah. your efforts. Like well, right. you need consistency and yes. things take time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Any any other additions to those? Mm. The shiny things and the no? I don't think so. Okay. Here's here's a whole section for you. Okay. <laughs> don't be mean, rude, petty, cranky. A bully mm-hmm. and combative. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I had a lot of them on there. I think being an alarmist can also <gasps> fall under here. Yo, like yeah. the agents that are like, you know, we just did our final walkthrough and the house isn't clean. You know, yeah, like the whole world's going to fall it. apart. Right. Like, we, we will handle these this. These problems are all solvable. Everything. But being mean and rude is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Especially, we're talking how you behave towards other agents. Sure. You for sure shouldn't do this to your clients, but it's not okay for you to be, you know, Mrs. Rosie Sunshine to your clients and then be mean to the other agents. They're, you're called cooperating agents. Mm-hmm. We need to be kind to each other because that's how you get through the transaction without being cranky. Yeah. And I mean, one of our uh, requests for this episode said an agent was even particularly having trouble with the more successful agents being yeah. the rudest. Yeah. I've had some experience with that too. Yeah. You know, and I'll be honest in some ways, not that I'm rude to anybody, but put it, okay, so here's a good analogy. Let's so all it. through college and high school, I waited tables. Right. Um, When we go out to eat, if our waitress is not good and not doing her job, yep. I'm hard on her. So is my husband. And I'm never rude to the staff. Right. But you just may not yeah. get the best tip. I'm never going to like, right. you know, send my food back unless there's a problem or speak rude to her. Yeah. But I may just be like, wow, they did a real. And my husband says, I'm surprised sometimes because you were a waitress right like, yeah but that's why you know what it i takes. had to do my job you gotta do if it i wanted to make good tips i had to do my job right and sometimes I, I i have success entitlement written down yeah and i wrote down um don't be a bully yeah. like if you're a and then i'm not even going to use the word older 
If you are an experienced agent, I don't care what your age is, if you're an experienced agent, you can't go treating the new inexperienced agents poorly right. because you're annoyed right. that they don't know how to write no. the repair request. Or... And I'm okay with helping. You agree. And it really does kind of depend on their attitude with it. I also agree. But for example... I just got a listing under contract. Okay. I sent the email, my just my contract accepted email to the buyer's agent right. saying, I'm so glad to work with you. Right. Please keep all communication on this transaction via email mm -hmm. and save phone calls and texting for emergencies only. Mm -hmm. It laid out exactly how this is going to go. Right. Eight o'clock that night, okay. she said, are we closing at the title company on Perkins or the title company on Blue Bonnet? And I first, I know it's not urgent. This is the day it was, the offer was accepted? Yeah, it was like that night. This is like an extreme non-essential question. I know. Yes. Like I had sent the email <laughs> that afternoon. Did saying, they respond to the email? Do we know if they had seen it? They said thanks. <laughs> and so then thanks, at thanks i'm gonna pass night, on that i'm watching our show family time and my phone lights up mm -mm. and that's what it says and i will tell you i was you like were ugly nope you were nice i didn't respond at all yeah that's a boundary and the next day i got the same text sent to my email <gasps> And I responded politely. Okay. So it just took some training. Right. I hate to say that, but I knew it was But you weren't mean or rude. You I weren't like, how rude. dare you call me never. or text me at never. 8 p.m. I would never do that. Right. But you may not get a response. Like that one, I wasn't going to respond ever. Yeah. I wasn't going to wait until the morning. No, I wasn't you were gonna... like, I'm not doing this. No, she will have to just figure out that I'm not going to text you. I was serious when I said email. I was email. serious. Yeah. And like, this is how I operate. Now, obviously, if it would have been a client that it's is handled different. differently. It's different. We're... But it's just like, yeah. and honestly, like, I want her to be, I'm sad for her that she's texting me at eight o'clock at night. Right. Something like that. So yeah. don't be a late night texter. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to be a late night emailer, I don't care. Right. Because it's not going to bother. It's not your problem. It's not going to interrupt me. But yeah. I, but when I do get the emails from other agents at midnight, I do Ugh. feel sorry for them. You're like, oh, I don't like that. Um, when I'm talking about combative, I also want to make sure we're talking about the negotiation process. Yes. And the inspection process. Mm -hmm. And um, arguing every single little detail of a transaction and not being able to work through any solutions. Mm -hmm. That's combative to me. Like, Very don't be that. Yeah. You're just making it harder on yourself and on the other parties. Mm -hmm. Like, and on your client. Right. Why do you, it doesn't have to be an argument. I guess it's my point. Not everything has to escalate. Can right. we de-escalate? Hardly, hardly anything does. Right. Like, can we just de-escalate these problems? Because yeah. I don't want to deal with that. I know. Uh, I think that's like super important. Okay, I have another one that I think pairs kind of nicely together. Don't be a false advertiser. Okay. And when we found this one in the list of things, annoying things agents do, it was doing like inaccurate listing photos, bad listing descriptions, like literally false advertising and property. Sure. Yeah. So you're just, y'all, we've all seen the photos. I can take a good photo from a certain angle in pretty much any house. Mm -hmm. And then you turn around and there's like a hole in the wall or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just don't be a false advertiser. This I'm going to pair with. Don't be a bragger. Um, what did you write? Did you write? One? Don't like as an agent, don't 
like a social media bragger. bragger. Yeah. I, I don't like, I usually unfollow the people that say I had a six figure month. <laughs> right. Like I don't, why would you, why would anybody in any profession post their income Yes. on a public? I mean, I right, just you never like, see a pharmaceutical sales rep doing that. No. Or, or any it's other so salesman. It's yes. I yes. know it's like, but I just, I have to unfollow those people. I know. Well, because you also, I know, because we've talked about this many times. For me, seeing those always makes me feel bad about myself. Oh, well, I didn't have a six-figure month or I didn't sell X million last year. I don't. And I'm I'm okay with like, I sold, this was my best real estate month. I sold 12 houses. I like when they thank their clients. I love when they share the pictures of the houses and they thank their clients and they talk about how fulfilling it was that numbers don't matter. And we've already talked about this many times, Mm -hmm. but sharing the numbers is a detriment to your business. There's a way to market yourself on social media without it just being like sleazy. Right. Income driven. Like very in your face. It's not about you. This is so funny. Let's talk about this right before when we were making this list, you and I had a conversation about um, social media and you're like, I don't take that many pictures, you know, with my clients at closing. And we were reading an article and it was about, you know, holding the big key or whatever, but it brought up a good point. I said, you know, I've recently shifted because I would take a closing picture with my clients. The clients sometimes will, as we were talking to each other, look uncomfortable. Like it's not super fun for them to be forced to take this picture with their agent and their lender and like hold the big key or the sign or whatever. But I love the picture of them in front of their new house yes. or sitting in their kitchen or, you know, their kid in the moving truck I posted recently. I'm like, this is what I'm going to continue to post yes. and be more mindful about taking pictures of and less about me and showing, look, here's Katie and her closing with her. Oh, look, there are her clients. They're smiling and ha- it's fine to take a picture together. I love my clients. I feel like the final walkthrough like you've been doing is a more natural setting. Yeah. Be like, hey guys, get together and take a picture. I want to take a, this will be your Versus first. the title company. Do you know what else I've been doing? What? Sometimes if I forget to do that or, you know, they're messy from moving and they don't want to take a photo or their kids aren't with them. I will say, hey, do you mind sending me that your first photo you take in front of the house? I would love to share it on my social media. Cute. Yeah. And then they're so excited because maybe it's not until, you know, the next holiday or whatever. But I'm like, if I see them post it, I'm like, hey, send me that photo. Yeah. I really want to share it. And then I tell the story because just like how I feel with my kids, it's not about me. Right. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about the experience your client is receiving. So don't don't be that person. Don't right. be the look at me person. Mm-mm. Okay. Anything else on your don't be a? Um, I have don't be overly sensitive. And oh. I have this on there because, you know, I know it's hard as a new agent. Mm. My first year in the business, I cried probably more than I ever oh, have I in my entire life. You think, and, and it could be from a number of things. It could be from the mean agent, the mean <laughs> agent. It could be from a client that ghosted you and yeah. you don't know why. It could be. From um, a family member that doesn't use a family you. member that doesn't use you. There are so many things that will hurt your feelings. Oh, or from you making a mistake and yes. you're not knowing how to fix it, or just feeling so down on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways. Anytime you start off a sentence with "I feel like," <laughs> then you really just need to pause and think about it. Like I yeah. feel like that lender doesn't like me. 
Right. I feel like my seller is angry. I feel like this agent is mean. Right. Those are all things that could just be a misinterpretation. Yes. Or and you, it just yeah. takes mental toughness, but you really have to take a step outside yeah. of it and just say, you know, I'll never forget. I think I've shared it before where I had the the sweetest couple totally ghost me. My, yeah. My second year of real estate, I have been showing them houses. I met them at an open house and they just one day stopped responding. Yeah. And two years later, they randomly texted me. In all fairness, it's the right thing to do to let them know, to let me know what's going on. Sure. But they didn't. Right. Okay. And so how am I going to live with that for two years? That's hard. Anyway, I met them at a house mm-hmm. and she did not have any hair. She had been going through chemo. She right. had been diagnosed with cancer. You were like, oh. And guess man. what? It's not on her you you don't have to update. You weren't me on her yet. radar. No, <laughs> she had we much should bigger let that things new to deal agent with. Alyssa know that I have cancer, and, and I'm not, not going to buy a house this right, year, right, or next year. Sure, I would have loved to know that. Yeah, but it always reminds me, like you maybe don't know what's going. You on don't with know what's else. going on in people's lives, and if you take everything personal, you're not going to survive in the business. I like you're not going to make it. Okay, I agree, and we're going to like literally stop here because I feel like I'm ready to tell some of the how to deal with. Okay. Because we're right at the cusp of starting to be like, this is the advice I'm going to give you if you're oversensitive. Um, Next week's episode will be how to deal with an agent who's behaving in these ways, or if you're behaving in these ways. Right. So we're going to, we're going to walk us through how to fix it. Perfect. We're going to fix it. I love it. We're going to try at least, right? Yeah. Okay. So are you ready for a toast? Did you get all of your don't be us? Okay. Y'all don't be any of those things until next week when we tell you how not to be those things. Um, Okay. Uh, We are going to toast today to John Colehep, I think is what I'm going to say is the right name. John Colehep, who is a newer agent, who said that he was having some struggles with these types of peeps and we're going to next week help him figure out how to deal with those struggles but we're just so thankful for him to make a request and we're proud of him for working through it and trying to like figure out how to work through it yeah he's done a good job keeping his mindset in yeah. the right place regardless of what your cooperating agents right are because doing. he was saying what can i do right not just complaining them, them, them. Yeah. yeah he was like what can i how can i handle this i love so that. next week john well stay tuned yes we're, we're gonna we toast you. you today and next week we're gonna help you um so that's it cheers cheers okay bye y'all thank you so much for tuning in to the hustle humbly podcast let us know who we should toast to for the next episode be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at hustle humbly podcast if you have an episode topic or question please email us at hustle humbly podcast at gmail.com be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review see you next week bye this is the good life